Oh boy, here we go for the Tuesday show up in here. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, and we are back to grinding the Moto Palooza. We will get not one but two of those grinders from the 450 class on the show today. Coming up in moments, the king of the grinders, the dude that just sits, waits, rarely makes mistakes, and just puts pressure on people and gets the red plate. His name is Cooper Webb from the Red Bull KTM team. We'll get down with Cooper here in just a few moments. And then if you missed it yesterday, we got a chance to talk to Eli Tomac. He is back on the show again today in the middle of the show. If you missed it, you can check out Eli Tomac. Outside of Eli and Cooper, which is pretty spectacular right there, I'm not going to lie. I may as well show call this show the What the Florida Show. That's what it is. It is a freaking fistful of Florida today up in you, and it is not good. Florida stories are amazing today, and they are going to rain upon you. It's Florida after Florida after Florida on this first full day of spring is what it is. Here we go. We're in spring. It's spring break time, so why not sprinkle you with the spring break haven of Florida? In fact, I will come back with one right out of the box of a spring breaker gone mad that got arrested. That's got a little twist to it. I'll throw in there. We'll do that one right after we talk to Cooper Webb. I am not talking about the thing in the box that is done. Here's what I've heard now from talking to an expert. Remember, I'm talking to people all day, every day, just making calls, trying to find someone to deal with that issue. And they say, uh, we're giving it powers. Why, why it's acting up right now. We've, we've talked about it. We created a buzzer in it. Whereas before it was just ignored sitting in a closet being left alone. And now we've been basically making it stronger by talking about it so much. So we're going to stop doing that. I'm not going to talk about it today. The thing that shall remain nameless, which will not be talked about on the stretch show or in the studio. In fact, the next person to talk about it on the air, uh, not named stretch will get punched in the nuts. That's how it's going to go. No more talking about that thing. Just got to pretend it's not there. That's what we're going to do. Pretend it's not there. We're going to move on. Just move along. Man, I am stoked on my What the Florida stories today. It is just like bam, 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 bam. Two of them are super, super solid good stories that I can't wait to get into. It is so good. Then I have a story where it looks like we're going to be throwing down with Mexico. And then I'm thinking in my head, what if we just went in and did some military action on Mexico? I know we're not going to get to that point. What would happen in Southern California? Where would the allegiances fall? Because I see more Mexican flags running around LA than I do American flags. So if the United States goes in and says, F you Mexico, we're dropping a freaking kibosh on your ass. Uh, There's a lot of incidents that are going on. uh, None more fascinating than the fact that their president announced he wants to sign a deal with China and Russia. That's what we want. The Chinese and the Russians right next door. So we're going to talk about this guy, Obrador or whatever his name is, President Obrador. He's a douche. And yesterday they did something extra douchey on top of saying last week they were going to make a deal with Russia and China. You're like, seriously? Yeah, F you, Mexico. You'll get a fistful of America up your ass. And I have no problem saying that. But I, I sit here in L.A. going, yeah, wonder what would happen. Because there's more people down with Mexico than America in Los Angeles. 
I, I, I see it. I see the flags. I see the, the things flying. Be like, damn, it's going to be crazy. What would you do? Have to round everybody up? I mean, well, well, if, test your allegiance. What's going to happen? It's going to be interesting to see because right now Mexico is a dick. And they deserve something. Ass-beaten sanctions, whatever we got to do. We're going to talk about this. And by the way, when, if Russia and China move into Mexico, how willing would uh, people be to put up a big-ass wall then? Oh, no, no, no. Now that those crazy Russians and Chinese are there, we better put up the wall. I, it's, it's fun to just talk about this because it's nothing's going to happen, but it's, it's fun to theorize, I guess. All right, let's go. Up next, let's talk to Cooper Webb, and then we're going to get out of Cooper, and we're going to get into a What the Florida Story today of a spring breaker gone mad. It's the Big 49. Strap it in. Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are going to sit down with the man with the red plate in the 450 division. His name is Cooper Webb. He rides for that Red Bull KTM team. Congratulations, Coop. Back on the box. Also rolling out of Detroit with a little bit of a bigger lead in the championship points. The red plate secure with a KTM machine. And we're heading out to the West Coast coming up next. But let's talk about this crazy stuff going on now in Detroit tonight. It looked like AP shot out of a cannon and was going to get the win then he had that heartbreaker at the end but there was a point of a bunch of riders which was all three of you guys up on the podium plus uh I, you got freaking Barsha was in there seeing Cirillo was in there it was a crazy pack of guys that were all bunched up in that race did that make it extra gnarly in the beginning or was it just another day at the office for you I mean I guess it's all my races I try to be but uh there's a lot of battles going on for yeah. sure uh, I mean Aaron pulled the whole shot and was gone but yeah you know, AC was there in the mix at first, and I feel like, you know, with me, Eli, and I think it was Bam originally, yeah. uh, we had a good pace, and there was a train of us going, and um, crazy. Eli got around me, and then, you know, I just tried to lock on to him, um, but it was tough, you know, I think there was some lines that were better, uh, but you left the door open, and then the, the whoops were super tough to, to get right every lap, so, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely want to be strategic, and yeah, like I said, there was a, a train with Chase, JB, Kenny, Eli, all of us, and yeah. then um, Chase got around all of us, and then, um, you know, we, we kind of had to roll the jump, and he got a gap, and um, from there on, I, I felt like, you know, he, he rode well, and we were kind of going back and forth, and uh, ended up being a, a good points night for sure. All right, but in that part where you have that battle where there is the bunch of top-level riders right there, does that change your strategy at all on the bike? Because at some point, it looked like you guys were like three across on the track and all going for it at the same time. Do, do you have to think, like, I'm going to defend this guy instead of this guy, or what's going through your mind at that point when you guys are that tightly bunched? Yeah, it's tough when uh... – it's us three, and then 51 in there is tough. Uh, yeah. You know, like Chase said, he races hard. So yeah. you got to watch your insides <laughs> a little bit more. And then, yeah. um, like I said, there was lines that, you know, if you went inside to protect, they may be a little slower. And um, okay. But, yeah, it, it was it was kind of crazy. You know, all four of us were right there. The track was super tight, not yeah. um, many places to really gain a, a bunch of time. So I think it was kind of just – who would not make the mistakes, and we were all kind of split-flopping around, and uh, it was pretty wild. All right, and then there was a point on the track where Eli got you in the whoops. It seems like you got a better line later on, and uh, what changed there? Did you just see that, that there was a, a better spot for you, or did did you, you know, to take another line somewhere else? Where'd you make up that time? 
Not much changed, to be honest. I think, like yeah. Eli said, there was just uh, fast, fast laps at the beginning, and yeah. um, I. I was way right in the whoops and then i saw these yeah. guys are kind of going down the middle and I, okay. I dialed in that line a little bit better and that was kind of helping me um but yeah it was it was th th that section was tough it was really uh you would get a, one, a good run one lap and then one lap you wouldn't and yeah. uh, i could tell you know the guys behind me would would catch me in some areas but you don't really know where and then once i was behind eli i just kind of felt like i was in a good groove I learned some of his lines, and then I had some that were a little bit better. So, okay. uh, yeah, you know, it's tough when you're out front and you're kind of guessing where they're catching you versus wow. being able to tuck in. But this track was also, you know, hard to pass. So, yeah, when, when Chase got around, he, he had some good lines and some good laps. All right, this is the umpteenth time we have seen you guys up on the podium, the three of you this season, all rearranged in a different order. The championship points are super close. And tonight, no different. The three of you battle, 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 and the three of you on the podium again. Uh, what happened tonight? Like, what was the difference tonight? What, why are we shaking out in this order, I guess, then, and then the other orders that we have on other nights? Um, yeah, it was, like I said, we were, we were all going at it pretty good. And yeah. It definitely, we had a train going, and then it kind of, huh. like I said, Chase ended up passing us all, and then yeah. he was able to kind of get a gap um, yeah. from, in my opinion, us kind of rolling, and uh, he was able to keep that gap. And me and Eli were then battling with, with me and him and Barsha, so yeah. it was definitely tough, a lot of tight racing, and um, I'm, I'm happy with, with how things are going, and yeah, I think we're going to keep battling hard the rest of the season. Uh, tonight, at any point, did you see, I mean, AP kind of ran away with it. Then he had that crash at the end. But then Chase also had a big gap on you guys. Did you, at some point, just go into race management and think, I don't care where I finish as long as I finish ahead of Eli? Was that in your mind at some point tonight? Yeah, I mean, it was priority to, to definitely stay ahead of Eli. That was yeah. the, the, the yeah. big thing. Um, but, yeah, it was, like I said, in my head, I thought the rule was a little different. So, um, I, I was just clicking my laps, and okay. um, but at the end of the day, it was a great race and um, did what I needed to do for sure moving forward. All right, so here we are, number two on the night. I know you always want to beat number one, Coop, but you escaped Detroit with the red plate and a little bit of a bigger lead than you had when you got here. So all in all, is this a good night for you, uh, keeping the red plate, heading into Seattle? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's always the goal is, is to have that and, yeah. and to carry it as long as you can. And um, I mean, everyone's different, but I definitely feel like it's a better position to be in instead of, of chasing. So obviously it's still tight. We're all really um, not separated by much, but it's it is a good feeling to know that that you're out front. Uh, but anything can happen. And uh, but we'll try our hardest to keep it going and uh, try to, to manage as a championship the best we can. All right. Well, best of luck to you rolling into Seattle next week. Mr. Cooper Webb, owner of the Red Plate on that Red Bull KTM. This has been fun watching, man. It has been some battles, some battles. Also, our heart goes out to your teammate, AP. When you go back trailer, please tell him, oh, my God, that was a heartbreaker. So amazing night of racing here in Detroit. It absolutely, maybe the best night of the entire season to me. But, but congratulations to all of you, and we'll see you next weekend in Seattle. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. 
big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. There's another new Colby Raha video out on YouTube, and once again, he takes his Husqvarna to the streets, this time in Palm Springs, and it's a lot of the usual stuff, jumping fences and cement riverbeds around town, and then he does the crazy something he does in every video. This time he goes right into the strip, and he sets up a ramp between the legs of the giant Marilyn Monroe statue. Now, Marilyn is standing there in the statue, legs spread, and her dress blowing up from an iconic movie scene, and Colby sets a ramp on it. Now, the tricky part about this is, if he gets any air at all, almost, he'll bash his head in Marilyn's crotch. It's a pretty funny video. He does amazing stuff, and I don't know how he gets away with it, or if he just pays big fines and has no Fs to give. Either way, Colby Raha video up on YouTube now. Go check it out. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is Stretch Show here on a Tuesday. And this is our spring break What the Florida edition of the Stretch Show. Remember last week in Florida, we had a crazy spring breaker that viciously attacked 59-year-old uh, uh, Mr. Allen of the Def Leppard band, the one-armed drummer. Just attacked him, started beating the hell out of him. A lady runs to Allen's defense and tries to help, and she got her ass beat, and then the kid drug her around by the hair. We find out it was just some freaking crazy-ass high and drunk spring breaker, 19 years old. And we've also heard this year they're doing something different down in Florida on the beaches when they're just basically getting really drunk and then they got boxing gloves and they're like, hey, you and you fight. And dudes are just putting boxing gloves on and just beating the snot out of each other right there in the sand because they're drunk and stupid. And that's what the youth does when they're drunk and stupid. So we have that happening. We've had shootings going. We've put a curfew in certain areas of Florida because of the spring break craziness after the shootings. So it's insane down there. It's it's out of control. And you know what sucks? I saw this when I was a little kid, before I was even old enough to be a wild raging partier. They used to have wild spring breaks down in Palm Springs, and I would look at that being, man, I can't wait till I get old enough. I was like three or four years away from being able to drive a car, and I went to go down there with my friends and party and get my spring break on, and then crap like that happens. Insanity happened and craziness happened and they absolutely shut it down. Sonny Bono was the mayor then and he was like, no more. And that ended spring break in Southern California. The Palm Springs spring break party ended and that was it. No moss. By the time I got there, there were residuals of it, but still it never jumped off. And if you did anything down there and you looked like a teenager, the cops were so all over you that it just ran everybody out and that was the end of spring break party madness in Southern California. All right, now I'm going to go to one. This one happened just last week. Family pulled up. They had a 2023 Nissan. Nice, brand new, beautiful car. And they park it at a restaurant and they look out and they see a, a guy like acting just crazy next to their car. Arms flailing and all kinds of stuff. They spotted the guy. They walk out and they're like, why, why was that guy in the side of the car? Like literally like swinging his arms and doing crazy stuff. Well, when they get there, they see the guy still standing next to their car and he had a butter knife in his hand from the restaurant, a butter knife that he had 
absolutely shredded the side of their car. And they go, hey, what are you doing? And then he drops the butter knife and he runs off down the street. Well, the guy had just left the restaurant. The butter knife was stolen from the restaurant they were in. So they went back in and they're like, hey, that guy that just left right there, he uh, destroyed our car. Like, what's happening? They're saying it's thousands of dollars in damage to the paint of this guy. Basically, it's like getting your car keyed to the extreme, but with a butter knife in the entire side of the car. And people get drunk and do stupid stuff. So the restaurant comes in. They go, oh, yeah, that guy? Yeah, his name is, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, here he is right here. He was on the list. He left his phone number, too, so we could call him when the table was ready. <coughs> his name was Craig Edwards. Or Clifford Craig Edwards. And so the cops call him. Here's the problem. Uh, Mr. Edwards was arrested on felony criminal mischief charges. He was later, later released from the county jail after his wife posted a $2,000 bond. You're like, wait a minute, spring breakers aren't usually married. Yeah, and then they asked him, because the newspaper knew all about the story, they're like, hey, well, what's going on? Why'd you do that? And he said, oh, it's a big, you know, spring break mistake. That's what he called it. Here's the problem. Mr. Edwards lives in Springfield, Missouri. He's on vacation in Florida, so he is technically on spring break. He's 53 years old. He's a 53-year-old real estate freaking broker from Springfield, Missouri. They got drunk in a restaurant and just decided to just thrash a car in the parking lot for no reason. A spring break mistake? You don't make spring break mistakes when you're 53 years old. Like It's weird. People are effing nuts. And I love that he's just brushing it off. Yeah, no, I'm a douche. I'm going to go ahead and say you might have a problem with alcohol, mister, and maybe need to stop drinking because they didn't say he was intoxicated at the time. But what kind of a not drunk person goes out to a parking lot for no reason and just vandalizes the F out of a car with a stolen butter knife? I think he took the butter knife and when he got outside, he goes, I got the butter knife. And he goes, oh, watch this and just decided to thrash a car, a brand new car, a 2023 Nissan. Beautiful car. Yeah, that's bad right there. That, that guy is a guy that probably needs to not drink alcohol anymore. Here's something to ask yourself. Remember, I'm, I'm a rehab guy, so I can ask you these things. And I also don't drink alcohol. If you get drunk and do things you regret, if you get drunk and do things that get you in legal trouble, if you get drunk and do things that you wouldn't do sober, you shouldn't be drinking anymore. Time to hang it up, especially if you're 50 something years old and doing this kind of stupid crap. Like, you know how this goes. I hope this story goes back to Missouri and this guy loses his job. They're like, dude, you're an embarrassment to our company. You can't work here. You're a, you said you're a drunk spring breaker, only you're 53 years old, you idiot. Man, what the Florida's lovely. All right, I, I'm gonna stay with Florida because Florida is fun today. Up next, imagine you and your wife trying to spice things up. You meet a girl, you get her to come over for a little three-way, and then things go effing sideways. And we're in Florida, so they go really sideways. 
And there's funny insults hurled during this story, and I'm going to tell them as best I can without saying the actual words. But they're fun. Up next, we're going to get into this story. When amnajatois go horribly wrong in Florida. It's the Big 49. hear about a celebrity or an adult that's under a conservatorship it's usually because they've got serious issues and their family is trying to save their life and they need to be under a conservatorship it's not because they're trying to steal their money and everybody always jumps in and they have no idea what's going on behind the scenes case in point amanda Bynes. remember her she was the little nickelodeon child star that went completely off the rails and then everything seemed to calm down that's because her parents had a conservatorship well that conservatorship ended almost one year ago to the day and over the weekend she was found wandering around butt naked in downtown los angeles and she even called 911 on herself after flagging down a motorist to help her saying she was having a psychotic episode she was taken in and held on a 5150 hold which means she's crazy and guess what she should be under conservatorship and everyone should mind their own business and let the family take care of their kid i'm looking at you britney spears and all you people that were saying free britney you idiots all right ben affleck may be finally realizing what a pain in the ass JLo is. Let me walk you through this. They broke up years ago. They got back together. They got married. And you know, you're like, oh, goo goo gaga having sex with an ex and it seems great. And then you realize, wow, what a pain in the ass they were and why you broke up in the first place. Ben and Jen have gone through escrow three times on multi-million dollar homes here in Southern California in the last few months. They find a house, they make an offer, and then they change their mind and pull out, which costs a lot of money to do time and time again, and it's a pain in the ass. Which one do you think is doing it, Ben or J-Lo? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, add hot tubbing in Colorado as a no on the stretch list. A couple over the weekend were sitting in a hot tub having a nice time outside when a mountain lion jumped up and attacked a dude's head. I don't know if he thought it was a rabbit or what. They were able to get away by shining a flashlight and splashing hot water on the creature. It backed up and they ran back in the house and the dude had to be treated for wounds to the head from a mountain lion. What the hell? The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Four nine. It is a stretch show. Right now, imagine this, you live in Florida. You got a wife, you're trying to spice things up. You're thinking, you know what we need? We need a freak with long, long hair. We need a freak with no underwear. Well, that's what happened. This threesome went off the rails early Monday morning at a residence in Marathon in the Florida Keys. Police were called to a home where the occupants, Steven Lopez, 31, and Angela Vasquez, 20. This guy's 31, nailing a 20-year-old. Way to go, champion. Uh, he told police that he and his girly girl are in an open relationship, and they had met and invited 29-year-old Della Draper over to have a three-way with them. He says that Lopez, the man met Draper while driving for a marathon taxi service. He gave her his Facebook information. And Lopez and Vasquez told cops that while they were having sex, Draper became extremely disrespectful, prompting the couple to ask her to leave. You know what? We're not having a three-way with you. Please leave our home. Now, according to Draper, she says she became upset 
when Lopez and Vasquez tried to dominate her sexually inside the house that she was all down for the three-way, but then they got all aggressive and, and dominant with her. She's the dominant one. She wanted to rank that. So when they got dominant with her, she says she told Mr. Lopez that he had a little dick, and then she told his wife that she had a stanky punani. But she didn't say punani. Apparently that was the too low. Talk about the little penis and the stanky punani of the of the husband and wife who are hosting you for a three-way. Things are going to go sideways, and they did, and they went fast. Physical confrontation ensued with Draper alleging that she was punched. She had her hair pulled, and then she was thrown outside. And then she says as she drove away from the home, they threw a cinder block uh, through the rear window of her Nissan Ultima. People like Nissans in Florida. Especially people that like to show up on What the Florida's in the Stretch Show. But here you go. So that's her side of the story. However, Lopez and Vasquez said that when Draper was on the couch and they're like, all right, you just said I have a stinky vajay and my uh, husband has a little penis. You need to leave the house. She's like, yeah, for you, I'm not leaving. She wouldn't leave. She's like, I came here to get some and I'm going to get some, but you guys got to do it my way. And they're like, no, get the hell out of our house. So they say when she refused to leave that they forcefully removed her by picking her up and placing her down outside the front door of their house. They say Draper then got in her car and drove the vehicle backwards uh, at them as they were standing at the home's front door. They say the car struck Mr. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Vasquez's leg. It hit her in the leg. Lopez says at the time the car struck his wife, he then picked up the cinder block and threw it through the rear window. Draper then exited the car, uh, swung a closed fist at her, but missed. Vasquez added that she responded by punching Draper in the face. So Draper gets out of the car, throws a punch, she misses, and Vasquez comes over with a right cross, and bam, counterpunch. Vasquez, Lopez, and Draper all arrested, all charged. Lopez, the guy with the small dick, he was charged with a felony for throwing a cinder block through the window of a vehicle. His 20-year-old girlfriend with the stinky vagina was hit with a misdemeanor battery account for striking Draper in the face. While Lopez bonded out of jail, Vasquez remained in custody and may be facing additional criminal charges since she told police that she is currently on probation and was not allowed to leave the state of Connecticut. Oh, here we go. So you're down having three ways with your boyfriend in Florida when you're on probation in Connecticut and not supposed to leave the state. On her count, Draper, the girl that started the uh, insults and then started the fisticuffs, according to the report, she's a mother of two. She works as a housekeeper. She was not charged in connection with the threesome, but she was arrested later for felony aggravated battery for allegedly striking another sexual partner in the face with a glass Ooh. So later, after she had the three-way that went awry, she was horny and went somewhere else, got into it with another person she was having sex with. I wonder what she said to them. And then she smashed a glass vase that was filled with gravel and rocks across this person's face. That attack happened early Wednesday after a witness described uh, as a threesome in Draper's Grassy Key residence. The 31-year-old male victim identified by cops as the father of Draper's children. So she had a husband at home. 
she had a baby daddy at home. And so she went home trying to have a three-year-old with him because when she went to have a three-year-old with those two people, the one had a small dick and the other one had a stinky vajay. So she goes and tries another three-way. You know what, Miss Draper? She needs to stop having three-ways. They all go bad. Uh, baby daddy suffered super superficial face lacerations, swelling, and redness. So Draper got arrested for that. She was free on bond in connection with her bust last year for battery on a law enforcement. Miss Draper is a party. Also possession of drug paraphernalia, tampering with evidence, and resisting police. Wow. Yeah, Miss Draper's got a long rap sheet here. I don't think she's as innocent as she's claiming in that first three-way. I think Miss Draper might be crazy. And drug paraphernalia, I'm sorry, we're in Florida and we're talking drug paraphernalia? I'll take meth for 100, Alex. That's what I'll take. Things that you find in Florida with crazy people. Meth for 100, Alex. That's what I'm taking in that situation. There you go. God, that's good. That's a good one right there. All right, up next, I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm not going to make a joke because people died. I'm just going to give you the story. I'm not even going to point out the problem with the story. You can just hear the story and draw your own conclusions, and don't you dare laugh at dead people. (laughs) I'm going to do this next. It's the third in a row, What the Floridas, in the spring break edition of the Stretch Show here on the Big 49. No laughing at dead people, even if they're from Florida and, and maybe stupid. It's the Big 49. Stop it. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Looks like we will finally get a look at Carson Mumford on that pro circuit Kawasaki this weekend in Seattle. Remember, he signed with the team while he was recovering from a wrist injury, and he was set to debut at the Oakland Supercross. Then, while training for that, he tore his calf muscle. Now that's all ready. He's back on the bike. He's training, and it looks like Seattle Supercross is where we get a look at freaking Carson Mumford on that green machine finally. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's Stretch Show right now. We're going to go sailing away. What you do for spring break in Florida? You go down and you rent a boat and you go sailing away. Well, this couple, actually it was more than a couple, tragedy struck. These people live in Florida and they were celebrating an anniversary of being one year together as a couple. And they're like, you know, to be fun, get our friends and let's go rent a boat and spend a day out in Lake Eloise in Winter Haven. Sounds like fun. So it's Saturday afternoon, they rolled out there and they had to take a class because They didn't know anything about boats. To rent a boat, they want to make sure you have boat safety. Very important. So they made them take a class. One thing they didn't cover in the class is the anchor. Here's the deal. They went boating on a trip at Lake Eloise. Afternoon of pleasure. 38-year-old... Velky Velasquez and 32-year-old Orlando Ortiz celebrating their one-year anniversary of dating. 
And they brought along their friends, Jeffrey Marrero of Auburndale and his two young daughters. Well, as they're writing, hold on, let me change the music here real quick. Hold on. Well, as they're out there in their little boat, the weather started getting rough and the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the rental boat would be lost. And well, I think they would rather the rental boat be lost than what happened here. All right, let me back this story up now. Let me back this story up. Let me back this story up. Let me get back to my music. All right, we're back to sailing away. So I mentioned the weather got bad and they decided to anchor the boat. The wind's blowing about 20 miles an hour. Two foot chop of white caps on the lake. That is not good boating weather if you don't know what you're doing. They made the right call in their boat safety lessons that they took earlier that day before they were allowed to rent the boat. That we should anchor this boat offshore, wait for the weather to calm down, and then bring the boat back. So when they start to get close to the shore, they're like, we shouldn't bring it ashore because that would be bad. It'll be beached and we'll be stuck. Let's not do that. Good call. I know what we'll do. We'll drop the anchor here at about 20 foot deep of water and we'll be fine. So when they pull up to drop the anchor, Miss Velasquez said, I know what to do. I'm going to take the anchor and I'm going to swim it down to the bottom and then I'm going to bring the rope back up and then we'll tie the rope to the boat. I can't make this up. So she grabs the anchor, jumps overboard, down to the bottom. And by the way, shockingly, makes it back to the top, no problem, with the rope in her hand. The only problem is that I mentioned that the tiny ship had been tossed. Yeah, the weather started getting rough. Well, the boat was gone when she came up. So now she panicked and she's trying to swim in the rough water and she can't get there. So the two men on the boat, being men, who apparently are average swimmers, jumped in the water to save her and they're dead by the way Miss Velasquez rather than panicking they say flipped onto her back and began to float so that she wouldn't drown the two men swam after her and then swam after the boat and the girls remember the little girls were inside the boat and then they, they drowned trying to chase the boat no one wore a life jacket apparently they didn't take notes in the boat safety lesson and uh, the people at the Coast Guard there say, we recommend people stay in the boat. Um, yeah, we have a throwable that you can always throw out there with a line to have that person grab to and pull them back to the boat. Hmm. They also say there's more extensive training and education that is necessary to be out on choppy waters like that. People don't realize that you have many forces that act upon the boat. You have wind, you have tides, you have currents. We've seen this before. I'm going to tell you. For me personally, I've never seen a person jump over the edge with, a, with an anchor. Like why you didn't just throw the anchor, hold onto the rope, let it go through your fingers, then tie it to the boat once it's at the bottom. That's a really good plan. Not going to make fun of dead people. Not going to make... By the way, the person that did that didn't... didn't they say due to her lack of experience, she jumped overboard with the uh, anchor. 
to bring it to the bottom securely and then was going to bring the rope back up to tie to the boat. This is Florida, people. I, I can't make these stories up. This is Florida. Natural selection. Natural selection. That's what I say. I say natural selection. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to make fun of dead people. I refuse. I'm going to keep the higher ground. In fact, I'm going to go very high brown. I'm going to talk to Mr. Eli Tomac next of the Star Racing Yamaha crew. I'm Stretch. Don't jump over the edge of the boat with an anchor. It's a good way to get your friends killed when they jump in after you and dumbasses can't swim. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Jordan Smith has finally come out and posted some comments online about what happened Saturday with Hayden Deegan. He didn't directly address the situation. He just kind of addressed the day. And he says all he can say is he's healthy and he's been in a lot worse positions. He says he gets to go home with his wife and baby and gear up and go ride again on Monday. Then he apologizes to the whole team and the sponsors. He says everyone works too hard for stuff like this to happen. Thanks for the love and support. I'll be back. So good luck to him next time we see the 250 East Riders hit the field in Atlanta. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. All right, you hear the Apache song. You know that means it's gangster bitch time. And it's what the Florida time. I, I, it is the gift today. First full day of spring. We're rolling down, getting the spring break on for the Stretch show. Only this this one's got nothing to do with spring break. This is straight up local. That's what it is. A girl named Quavi Young. She's 26 years old. She's a local there in Cocoa, Florida. Last week she decided she was hungry, so she rolled through the Mickey D's drive-thru. She rolls up to the speaker, and they're like, uh, welcome to McDonald's. Can I help you? Probably they said, with a pre-recorded message before they said that, would you like to try our new McChicken? And she's like, No. I want a, I want a burger bundle. And then this guy comes on the speaker, and the first voice was a female, and it confuses you when the second voice is a, is a male. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am, what would you like? Can I help you? Yeah, I want a burger bundle. And he's like, uh, uh, excuse me, would you like a, a cheeseburger combo? And then she's like, no, I want a burger bundle. And they're like, I'm sorry, ma'am, but we don't, we don't have a burger bundle. And she said, yes, you do. I want the burger bundle. Now they think she was possibly talking about the mix and match thing you can do with the McDoubles and the McChickens that you can get two for five or whatever it is. So they're trying to explain to this girl they don't have a burger bundle. They don't know what she's talking about. To which point she becomes irate. You know why? She's a gangsta bee. You don't mess with Quavi Young, apparently. She's girl, by the way, she got some contacts in her eyes that are almost white. She looks crazy. Like light, 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 almost, almost white. It's a green, but it's so light, it's scary looking. Like a zombie. Like she's about to turn into a monster, and she did at the drive-thru, because she's a gangsta bee. So she insisted now, she's pissed, she speeds away from the speaker up to the drive-thru window, and she said, I said I want a burger bundle, MFR. And they're like, we don't have a burger bundle. I don't know what you're talking about. I can get you a, a cheeseburger and a side of fries. Is that is that what you're talking about? And she's like, if you I want a burger bundle. And then she whips out a gat. And it's just not any ordinary gat. She whips out a nine millimeter with a 50 gallon or a 50 shot drum clip on it. 
That's gangster B right there. When you whip out the high capacity freaking magazine attached to your nine millimeter and point it at someone, it's like, if I miss, I'm gonna shoot at you 49 more times. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Quavi Young runs wild on you? I think that's what she said. And they said, look, gangsta B, just chill. We're just trying to help you, man. Do you want a cheeseburger and fries? It's all I want. Imagine how you make a minimum wage and some chick's ordering something that's not even on your menu and you're trying to clarify and she pulls a gun on you and you're like, I'm gonna die because this dumb bitch doesn't know we don't sell burger bundles. What the hell's a burger bundle? She was insistent on it. Finally, she got pissed and rather than bust a cap in the fools, she just sped away like a gangsta bee. I bet she was driving a Nissan because everybody else in this stories today are driving Nissans. And she rolled out. They called 5-0 and said, hey, man, a lady just came through, insisted on ordering food we don't have on the menu. When we told her we didn't have it, she pulled a gun on us and then she sped away. Cops found uh, Miss Quavi Young a few blocks away with the gun in the back seat. And she's like, all I wanted was a burger bundle and you wouldn't give it to me. Yeah. Glad she didn't order Pepsi because they don't have that at McDonald's either. And they'd have been like, sorry, we have Coke. They'd be like, no, all I wanted was a Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. Gone all suicidal tendencies on him. Ah, oh, man. Moral of this story, if you're in Florida, don't mess with a gangsta bee. We've had a couple today. One's trying to have a three-way when they got aggressive. She started insulting the man's penis and the uh, lady's stinky vagina. And then the next one wants a burger bundle at McDonald's that they don't have and pulls a gun when they won't provide one for her. Gangsta bees be crazy. Stretch. Beware of Florida. It's the big 49. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Like this isn't moto, but it kind of is. Over the weekend in Los Angeles, there was the LA Marathon, which is a 26 point something mile freaking race on running. You're running that far. Who the hell runs that far? I don't know. Crazy people. And I'll tell you who's crazy. Retired motocross racers like Alex Martin, the troll train himself, took to the streets of LA over the weekend and he killed it, man. He did a run in under three hours. That's crazy, crazy good. For reference to the 26-mile run, that's about the distance of running from the Santa Monica Pier to the city of Downey. That's about how far it is. That's insane. Who runs that far? The Troll Train. Good job, dude. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. Coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's time to talk about Mexico. And not in a good way. Their president, uh, President Obrador, is a douche. Now, I didn't say last week he's going to cut a deal with Russia and China. Let them come in and start doing business there in Mexico start using their financial systems trying to undercut America which by the way is really going to make you sit wrong with America at that point you think America is not really friendly to you now wait till you do that also if you are against building a wall along the southern border and Russia and China are suddenly down there doing business in Mexico like mofos uh, how long do you want to get that wall built yeah. It's not racist to build the wall then to keep out the Russians and the Chinese. Yeah. Interesting. Well, look what Mr. Abrador did this week. There is a company, and it's a great company because it's from the great state of Alabama, home of the stretch. 
It's a construction company. They make building materials. It's called Vulcan Materials. It's down in Mexico. And the U.S. government is not saying anything on it yet. The White House said it is aware of reports of what is going on down there and unfair treatment of U.S. companies. But let's talk about what happened. Mexico went in with their federal police and seized a factory. Seized the entire operation of Vulcan Materials. They went in and took it over. Now, the president of Mexico is trying to say that they were doing shady stuff. And they're like, BS, this is a hostile takeover of a hostile foreign government on a U.S. business. And we all know a lot of businesses are down there because it's cheaper to do business down there. So this building supply company goes down there. They got a big factory. And voila, I know a company that my brother used to work for, no longer does. They had a plant down in Mexico because they were saving a buck like greedy mofos. And the person that ran the plant, who was Mexican, who lived in Mexico, got kidnapped three times for ransom. And the company was like, yep, time to close operations. So you got that kind of crap going on. But you don't typically have the government of Mexico coming in and seizing all of your stuff. And I imagine if you have a factory that makes building materials, you've got some serious dollars invested into that factory. Yeah, so... U.S. officials have told their Mexican counterparts that uh, failure to abide by trade obligations has the potential to impact efforts to attract future investments. Yeah, you start seizing factories down there and watch all the American business run. And then let's look at your economy. The only thing you'll have is the drug cartels. President Obrador is a douche. A douche nozzle. President Obrador, that's what you are. You try to get gangster on America, you will lose... I promise you that. So what do we do, America? There's senators going, this is some BS. We got to let these guys have it. Remember, they're already talking about sending the U.S. military down there if Mexico likes it or not to deal with the drug cartels because of the epidemic we have in America with fentanyl and opioids and all of the crap coming up here and killing people. We talk about COVID killing people. The opioid epidemic has wiped out way more people than COVID did. Every single day, thousands and thousands of people overdosing on crap coming up here from Mexico through the drug cartel that's being supplied by China. And we're doing nothing about it because we got a gutless coward in the White House. So now they're seizing American factories down there. Ah, how long, people? And like I said, let's say we go down there and open a can of whoop-ass. What happens in Los Angeles where you see more Mexican flags flying than American flags? Where's your allegiance? If you're a Mexican-American, and I know a crap lot of them because I grew up here in L.A., where's your allegiance? Are you down with Mexico or are you down with America? It's going to be fun to see. This is going to get interesting. I'm stretch. It's the Big 49. Viva America. Big 49. It's a stretch show. Time to get out of here on a Tuesday. Time to pack it in and get back for the hump day. Tomorrow, Chase Sexton on the show. I promise you. We went backwards on the podium. Eli Tomac on Monday, number three. Cooper Webb today at number two. Chase Sexton will be number one tomorrow for the Hump Day Spectacular. And then we'll get into the 250s for Thursday and Friday. That's still interesting, too, because we got Deegan up there. And people are trying to trip that kid up. Trying to question him. I think Deegan's just a competitor, and the kid's freaking pretty damn good. Shout out to Danger Boy. I like that kid, man. 
So we'll get into all that. We got a lot of moto left to dissect this week before we get into Seattle for the Supercross up there. Beware of the atmospheric river number 12 rolling through Southern California currently. What a crap show is this. Number 12. And I think number 13 is already on the way. And by the way, what is an atmospheric river? Because it used to be called El Nino when I was a kid. And then they got into global warming and now they're atmospheric rivers. Make up your effing minds. Nothing's changed but the time and the name of when it rains. Uh, the ocean's getting warmer. It's El Nino. Yeah, okay. How about El Succo? Shout out to Florida for contributing to the show today. I appreciate all you do for the stretch show, giving me content day after day after day after day. And today's spring break spectacular was no exception. So thank you, Florida, and all your crazy meth head tweaker nut jobs. You guys are amazing. You're amazing. All right. I'm about to get up out of here. About to go get some food and go to my real job and do what I got to do and then come back and play with you fools on the radio tomorrow. So until I do that, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America. Stop big four nine.